Hello, welcome back everybody. Welcome back to the Fuel to Fry podcast. It's your bestie Emma here and I hope you're doing super duper well on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you are listening to this podcast. I hope January, I mean, first of all, where the hell did January go? Um, the time I'm recording this is the 26th of January and like next week when I upload this, it's going to be February. Like, excuse me? Like, 2023 is like almost over in a sense like mm. but anyways I hope you've had a really good month so far um if we want to get real deep and personal 38 seconds into this episode these last two weeks of January for me have been insane I, I it's really hard to describe what's going on but like so much is happening that I I don't have an explanation as to why so much is coming to me. Um, you know, opportunities, people with these opportunities. I don't even know. I don't know. But I'm so grateful that for everything that's opening up and just, you know, I'm, I am a little bit overwhelmed. I must say I am a little bit overwhelmed with just the amount that is coming to me. And, you know... I'm sitting here feeling like I haven't done a thing to kind of bring this about in a sense. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's all the mental mindset in the work that I have been doing. Um, that could be it. But again, like, it's just like, oh my God, oh my God. And it's really hard. Like, I'm, it's just really hard to like describe it through a microphone. Um, so I try my best to show you guys on Instagram and TikTok, like what's been happening, what's going on. But yeah. January, <laughs> very, very grateful for the month of January this, this year so far. Um, but yeah, enough about me. Jesus, sorry about that. <laughs> um, I really want to today, in today's episode, want to discuss the differences between disordered eating and normal eating. Okay, I know for a fact there is so much confusion with these two concepts, these two terms, because as a, as, as a society, we have classed a lot of these disordered eating behaviors as normal. And so it's become really hard to identify like what is disordered and what is normal in terms of, you know, our approach to food, our approach to exercise, how we view and talk to our bodies and that sort of stuff. So I, you know, the main purpose of today's episode is to really clear up that confusion and to really cement to you guys in your brains what disordered eating looks like and really provide you guys with a lot. And when I mean a lot, I, there's about, how many is there? Like almost 20 different like examples of what disordered eating can look like. Okay. Talk through all of them. Okay. Because I think it's really important that you guys become aware of these behaviors because I don't know maybe you can throughout this episode as well do a little audit on yourself and just think to yourself oh am I still engaging in this behavior okay and just really become aware and recognize like okay this this is actually an unhealthy behavior around food around exercise around how I treat my body okay then you know once I get more into what normal eating looks like okay then you'd be able to you know work your way towards adopting those habits those behaviors those patterns and that sort of stuff and you may think when I go through what normal eating looks like you may think like what like are you sure that's normal 
Okay, and you know, especially for me, when I was, you know, going through my own healing of my own relationship with food and exercise and that sort of stuff, grasping these um, concepts of normal eating just sounded so like, no, like, no, like, I have to be restricting, I have to be obsessing over, you know, my meals and that sort of stuff. But in reality, that's, that's disordered eating. Okay, normal eating is essentially just eating. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I'm just really excited about this one because I do get a lot of questions about like, what is healthy eating? Like, what is it? What does it look like? What is normal eating? How can I identify disordered eating? And you know what? This is the episode for it. So strap yourselves in and let's jump right in. Okay, so let's begin by discussing what the hell is disordered eating and what it looks like. Okay, so as a whole, disordered eating is usually a collection of unhealthy food, exercise and body behaviours, usually undertaken to lose weight, become quote unquote healthier. And these such behaviours can put a person at severe harm to their overall health. So that includes physical health, mental health, emotional health, social health, all aspects of health. It's not just physical. Remember, health is a concept of so many different things. Okay. now I know I might get this question, so I'm just going to say it in this episode. Now, is there a difference between disordered eating and an eating disorder? Okay. and there is a little bit of a slight difference. So a lot of these disordered behaviors around food, exercise, and our body do present themselves in a diagnosed eating disorder. But the main difference between the two is, you know, the level of severity and the frequency of these behaviors. Okay, so if these behaviors are, you know, occurring at a rapid frequency, okay, that is going to lead to a more, well, it's going to lead to a diagnosis of an eating disorder if medical support is seeked in a sense, okay? Now, as I've mentioned at the start of this video, video, no, it's not a video. Oh my God. Guys, my brain is still stuck in YouTube mode. I haven't filmed a YouTube video in, I don't know, like six months, but like, it's still stuck. Podcast, Mm, brainwash that into me. A lot of these disordered eating habits and behaviors are now normalized okay i think we all can agree and it can be really difficult to identify and determine what is disordered and what is normal okay so thank you so much society thank you so much diet culture for that okay we can really just no they don't really deserve an applause but really they're not really helping us out in the fact that it's become so hard to differentiate these two but hey this is why i'm here This is why I'm here. This is why this episode is created to help you guys differentiate between disordered eating and normal eating. Okay, so let's begin. What does disordered eating look like? And I have guys, I'm looking at this right now. I've written a comprehensive list of several examples, visuals that you can visualize right now as to what disordered eating can look like. And you may, again, you may take the time to audit yourself and maybe identify if you're engaging in this behavior. Um, But again, you know, a lot of these things have become normalized now. So I'm on this mission right now by doing this podcast to just say, no, it's not healthy, guys. It's not normal. 
So, first thing, intermittent fasting, skipping meals and that sort of stuff, you know, ignoring our hunger for long periods of time, it's disordered, okay? Whether you like it or not, you know, going for long periods of time without eating, restriction does lead to periods of overeating. And, you know, if I have talked about the binge restriction cycle a lot on this podcast. I do talk about it quite often as well on my Instagram. But essentially, when we do restrict, okay, and ignore our hunger, it does lead to periods of overeating. And, you know, in those times where we are ravenously hungry, okay, we we tend to eat more than what we have intended to or what we would have liked. Here come the feelings of guilt. Here come the feelings of shame. And where do we go? We go back to restriction because it's just reinstalled that belief that we, we can't be trusted around food. So we just restrict again. Okay, but unfortunately that's, that's not healthy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Next up, obsessive calorie counting. Okay, I mean... If you're spending like half an hour sitting down trying to like puzzle in everything you've eaten, okay, weighing it, and that's another one too, like weighing things to the absolute gram, vegetables to the absolute gram, like, oh, guys, please, no, 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 like, just no, okay, I do actually want to do a whole separate episode around calories and counting and that sort of stuff. Um, And I do get a lot of questions about how to stop counting calories. So if you want that episode, please let me know. Shoot me a message um, on the Fuel to Thrive podcast Instagram page so I can get down and get creating because I know that a lot of people do struggle with this concept and they are thankfully able to identify that it's unhealthy and want to stray away from that. So let me know. Next up. Cleanses and detoxes. You, we don't need to detox. We don't need to engage in detoxes. We don't need to engage in cleanses, you know, through like juicing and eating particular foods or not eating particular foods, okay? Our bodies naturally can detox for us. I mean, how great is that? How great is that? We have a liver that can do that. We have kidneys that can do that. There's no need to embark on these over-expensive, overpriced juices and all of that sort of stuff to cleanse your body when your body does it for free, naturally, without even you having to think about it. How great is that? Alright. Heighten focus on your appearance. And I think the main thing I can really come up with, or the main example here, is just the constant body checking Okay, always looking at yourself in the mirror, like picking yourself apart, maybe talking down about yourself, feeling like you're not good enough or you need to look a certain way. And again, that healthy ideal, oh, I'm not lean enough, I'm not thin enough, I'm not shredded enough, I'm not small enough, I'm not muscular enough. Okay, and then you embark on all these disordered eating exercise behaviors to achieve that. And then you're still never going to be satisfied. Okay. Not, not a healthy behavior. All right. Next one. Oh, this is literally all I talk about on here because it's one of my passion projects, but only eating clean. Okay. You, you guys know if you're a long time listener of the podcast, if you're a long time, you know, viewer, fan, whatever 
of me, you know that I talk a lot about clean eating because I it severely impacted me and my relationship with food. And I wholeheartedly was led to believe that eating clean, quote unquote clean, was the healthiest way to eat. Um, in reality, it's not, okay? If it's depriving you of the foods you enjoy, if it's placing restrictions and restrictions and rules, like that's not healthy, okay? That's, that's disordered. Okay, I really want you guys to, I know, I know I talk about this a lot, but it's, it's just not a healthy eating behavior. And, you know, a lot of people think that the way to eat healthy is eating clean, okay? You know, you can eat healthy, nutrient-dense foods, but you also, you're also allowed to eat processed fun foods too, okay? The foods you actually enjoy, all right? Next one, food swapping. Now, what I mean by food swapping is swapping out a version of a food for an alternative which is by society has classed as the healthier alternative which is an absolute load of bullshit so some examples swapping out real rice for cauliflower rice again not the same they're they're not the same or swapping bread on your burger for lettuce wraps i I mean who the hell enjoys a lettuce burger bun I, i i don't know not me and I can tell you what, meat and cauliflower, cauliflower, like, does not agree with me at all. No matter how I try and cook it and consume it, it just doesn't, it just, my stomach just explodes. So thank God I love rice and thank God I don't have a messy, complicated, unhealthy relationship with food anymore because I, ugh, me and cauliflower, it's not just me. If anyone else has issues with cauliflower, like, hit me up let me know because um I don't want to be the only one here because it's it, it just I, I I want to like it but it just doesn't agree with me anyways moving on that was so off topic cutting out entire food groups so you know this could look like cutting out carbohydrates fats processed foods okay going back to that clean eating okay not not a healthy behavior not a healthy eating behavior at all disordered eating behavior instead Strict, rigid rules around food. So that could mean, you know, only eating at certain times and not allowing yourself to eat outside of those times, regardless if you're hungry, okay? For example, not eating past 6 p.m. because you think it's so unhealthy for you, when in reality, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're hungry at night, honor that hunger and eat because you you need a good night's sleep. And I can tell you what, if you're laying in bed being so ravenously hungry, you're not going to get a good night's sleep. And sleep is very important for our health, ladies and gentlemen. So chuck that food rule in the bin. Anyways, moving on. Ooh, I love this one too. Hyperfixation on food-related media. So what I mean by this is if you find yourself watching a lot of food shows, like cooking shows, cooking channels, what I eat in a day videos, 10-calorie eating challenges, people just eating food, okay, that is a red flag that you are not eating enough, first of all, but it's also a very disordered behavior around food. Restriction of food to save up, I should put this in quotation marks, save up for later, okay, so this is a typical common behavior with someone who's, you know, got this unhealthy relationship with food where 
they want to go out to eat, but they feel like they don't deserve that meal they want to have, so they spend the entire day not eating in order for them to eat that meal. Okay, that whole concept is not healthy, it's disordered. All right. Next, exercising to burn off food and exercising to earn your food. The correlation is just, it's skewed between exercise and food. Okay, instead of exercising to eat, why don't we flip the narrative, flip the switch and eat to exercise? We need that energy to exercise. Okay, and you never, ever have to earn your food. Never, because you earn your food by simply being alive on this very planet. How cool is that? Yeah? This, this next point ties into the same concept as well. Eating certain foods only when you've done certain activities. So, for example, once you've ran a 5K, then you can enjoy the cake. But in reality, you can enjoy the cake regardless if you've ran a 5K. Okay? Um, next point is also one of my passion projects that I speak a lot on. Um, and I did a whole podcast episode on it as well. So it is eating protein fortified versions of real foods and feeling guilt for eating the real versions of that food. Okay. If you do want to find out more about what I'm talking about, um, check out episode 15. I talk a whole lot about the protein obsession that everybody seems to be embarking on in our society today. But basically, it's choosing to eat protein chocolate, protein ice cream, protein bread instead of real chocolate, real ice cream, okay? And feeling guilty for eating the real versions, okay? That concept there is disordered. Full stop, okay? Next, we have the typical fad diets and trends that you see all over TikTok and Instagram, if you're on the right side of wrong side of Instagram, should I say. Um, all of those silly things. The one that really comes to mind and just gives me major flashbacks is, do you guys remember food combining? How all of a sudden this one girl just came up with this idea that food combining is the healthiest way for optimal nutrition and health and well-being and that sort of stuff. Um, and it just took so many young girls away. Oh, oh, what a time, what a time. But all of that sort of stuff, okay? Disordered. Okay, stick click. The constant weighing and measuring of your body. So just, you know, every day weighing yourself, measuring yourself, okay? Really just, again, that hyperfixation on on your appearance and looking a certain way and feeling so shitty about not looking a certain way and not weighing a certain weight. Guys, your body, your body's size, weight, shape is going to change whether you like it or not throughout life, Okay? You're not going to look like your 14-year-old self when you're 25, okay? You're, you're a woman, okay? When you're 14, you're still a child, teenager. Of course, you're not going to look like that now, okay? That's something I really want you to remember as well. Another one that really just, ugh, that was a major, major thing for me. Oh, my God, my voice. <laughs> okay, always choosing the lowest calorie option, and this is in conjunction with, you know, people who are so obsessed with counting calories or trying to restrict themselves and think the lower the calories, the healthier it must be. Uh-uh. Wrong. Okay. If we think back to what calories are, they, they're units of energy. Okay. But again, that was something that I was so fixated on and thought, oh, you know, lower the calories, 
you know, the healthier it's going to be. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Ooh, another one that I love. Preparing food for others, but not allowing yourself to enjoy it too. So maybe that's going out and baking a tray of cookies for your family to enjoy, but you don't allow yourself to enjoy the cookie out of, you know, whatever's going through your mind at the time, whatever you're dealing with, you know, the restrictive mentality, the diet mentality that you have, maybe you label foods. Again, it's individualized and I can't speak for everybody, but you know, that whole concept is disordered. Okay. Next one, which I love as well. Oh, and I, I, oh, I see it all the time. I see it all the time, especially on Instagram. Choosing to eat gluten-free, lactose-free, sugar-free, oil-free, even when you actually aren't diagnosed. So even if you aren't celiac, even if you don't have lactose intolerance, (laughs) lactose intolerance, okay, but you think that eating gluten-free, lactose-free is the healthiest way to live, to be. Big one for me, especially, um, you know, when I was vegan, was I did not consume any oil at all. I was petrified of oil. And I feel so bad for my mum because she... She had to buy like new frying pans like every three months because I kept destroying them because I would never use oil on the pan because I was so petrified of oil because these people were telling me oil's bad, oil's bad, oil's bad. Oil is not bad. Oil is an amazing source of fats and we need fats because it's one of our three macronutrients, okay? Especially olive oil, the polyunsaturated oils, okay? But again, you know, being gluten-free, lactose-free, when you're not even diagnosed, it's just so unnecessary. Unless you, like, you know, you enjoy eating the gluten-free version or you enjoy eating the lactose-free version, like, go ahead and do it. But doing it because you think it's the healthier alternative, like, absolutely no. No. Oh, another one. Gee, a lot of these ones on the later half of this list are really hitting home to me of what happened to me. But anyways... Taking your own food to social events. Wow, throwback to Christmas three years ago when I took a, a whole salad to just eat for myself because I would not touch everything on that Christmas on that Christmas spread. Sorry, Grandma, I'm really sorry. Um, I'm, I'm never going to do that again. I'm never going to do that again. And, you know, unfortunately, I do see this a lot on um, Instagram as well. You know, people taking their sad fish and sad broccoli to a really exciting, extravagant Italian restaurant where everyone else around them has enjoyed the Italian food, but here they are looking sad and miserable eating their sad fish and broccoli. Gee, what a life. But again, disordered. And the last one I'm going to talk about today is having an extreme amount of vegetables at each meal. Okay. Again, it could be coming from the concept of volume eating, or again, it could be coming from the concept of eating the lowest calories as possible, or trying to, oh, trying to fill up the stomach to create that sensation of fullness, to trick your hunger. Again, disordered. Okay, but I hope that all of these things I have discussed about um, just then, about disordered eating, makes you realize that they're not normal. Okay, and I hope you did take the time to audit yourself. And if you do want to go back and listen to this episode, please do. Um, And just audit yourself and just identify whether or not you're still partaking in these behaviors. 
okay, because they're not normal. They're not healthy eating behaviors. And I know that a lot of these concepts are portrayed as health, okay, within the media, within society today, but they're not. This is this is not normal eating. This is disordered eating. And now, now I really want to clear, clear the air, make room to really explain to you guys what normal eating is. So let's go do that. Alrighty, so normal eating actually varies from person to person, but the list that I am going to describe to you right now, these concepts, okay, are that are pretty generalized and are normal. And this is what I want to really preface to you guys. This is normal, okay? All of these behaviors are normal, okay? They're not bad. And you shouldn't be feeling bad for doing this because it is normal, okay? A lot of these disordered eating behaviors that I did speak about moments ago really are heavily correlated to perfectionism and perfect eating. But what we have to realize as well that there's really no such thing as perfect eating, eating perfectly, okay? And normal eating really lets go of the idea of perfection and understands that it's okay to eat for whatever reason and all of that sort of stuff. Eat this food, eat this food and that sort of stuff. It's normal, okay? So let's dive in. Normal eating can look like going to the kitchen table, dining table, wherever you guys sit and eat your meals, okay? You go into the table hungry, okay? And you eat, you sit down and eat until you are satisfied, okay? I think that's just the general, general concept of normal eating is just sitting down, eating when you're hungry and just stopping when you're satisfied and moving on with the rest of your day, not hyper fixating on oh my god, did I eat too much? Oh, oh god, I hope I, oh, was this the right thing to eat? And just obsessing about it until the next meal, okay? You sit down, eat, yum, 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 move on with the rest of your day, okay? It's being able to choose a food that you enjoy, okay? And eat the amount that sounds good to you, okay? That satisfies you, regardless of serving sizes, okay? And not the amount that you think you should stop at, okay? Eat the amount that you want, that feels good to you, for your body. And again, you know, that is going to look different to everybody because we all have different preferences, different energy needs and that sort of stuff, okay? But it's just being able to eat those foods that you enjoy, okay? And eat that amount that you want, okay? Listening to you, not listening to someone else. It looks like giving food some thought, so it's, you know, bringing some attention to food, okay, in order for you to honour your health, honour your nutrition, to make some nutritious decisions, including nutrient-dense foods, but it's also, you know, not to the point of being obsessed and fixated on it, you know, to the point where you might begin to miss out on the foods you enjoy. So what I'm really trying to say is here, it's not... A constant thought in your head it's not a constant worry okay yes you do give it some thought because you 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 want to honor your health you want to eat healthily nutritious nutritious okay with your nutrient-dense foods fruits and vegetables whole grains proteins blah 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 but you you don't obsess over it you don't just hyper fixate on it and that's what the sordid eating is it's the hyper fixation the obsessiveness the perfectionism over 
you know, that sort of concept because you don't want to miss out on the foods that you do enjoy as well. You don't want to miss out on those foods that don't provide as much nutrients as a vegetable and that sort of stuff, okay? Normal eating looks like giving yourself permission to eat when you're happy, when you're sad, when you're bored, or simply because it feels good to you. Now, I know that this concept does does bring a lot of like, oh, like, what? I thought we weren't allowed to eat when we're sad. I thought we weren't allowed to eat when we're sad. Again, this is normal. It is completely normal for you guys to eat when you're sad. Hands up right now, even though you can't see my hands. Hands up right now if you eat when you're sad. My hand is up. Okay. It's normal. Everybody does it. And you shouldn't feel bad about it, okay? Say when you're happy. You're allowed to eat when you're happy. You're allowed to eat when you're bored, okay? It's a normal eating behavior, okay? Please, it's normal. It's normal. Normal eating looks like eating, you know, three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But sometimes it may be looking like eating four meals. It could look like five meals. Could like could look like eating snacks throughout the day as well. Several snacks. Okay? Normal eating, and this is a cool concept too, normal eating is actually leaving... Let's just use chocolate as an example. Normal eating could look like leaving some chocolate left in the fridge or the pantry. Now, topic of discussion. Let's just hit it right now. Do you guys leave your chocolate in the fridge or in the pantry? Okay, I oh, I love this discussion because the thing is you buy it from the shops on a shelf. But what happens if it melts and it's just going to... Because I used to work in a supermarket, and when it was so hot in the supermarket, the chocolate actually melted. So, you know, do you want it in the fridge? I, My family actually do keep it in the fridge, but I don't keep my chocolate in the fridge. I keep it in my pantry, in my in a drawer, actually. Um, but I would, like, I would like your opinion. So, again, I might do a poll on my Instagram as well when this episode goes out. Do you keep your uh, chocolate in the fridge or the pantry? But again, that is way off topic. Let's let's go back to it. It's actually leaving some chocolate left in the fridge, the pantry, whatever, because you can let yourself have some chocolate tomorrow. Okay? It's not like you have to eat all the chocolate now because you feel like you're never going to have it again because you know that you can have chocolate whenever you want. So you're going to leave some for tomorrow. Okay? And that's also, like, it's a really good mindset to have because it's the letting go of that all or nothing mentality around food it's knowing that you know i can give myself permission to eat chocolate whenever i want and i don't need to eat the whole block now because oh my god my voice (laughs) i don't have to eat the whole block now because like i don't really feel like the whole block now i can have some tomorrow i can have some later in the day like see ya that's normal okay Normal eating is very flexible and it varies according to your hunger levels because your hunger does fluctuate daily, okay, based on, you know, hormone levels for ladies, menstrual cycles, okay, based on activity levels. Your hunger is not going to be the same every single day, every single day, okay, based on your schedule. Some days you may be busier than others and it might be a little bit more difficult to sit down and have a meal, okay. It it varies according to what you actually want on that day, and it varies according to how you're feeling as well, okay? Normal eating is flexible, 
disordered eating is very inflexible. Very, very key difference there, okay? And especially if you have experienced the disordered eating side, you can really recognize just how flexible normal eating really is, okay? Normal eating can look like eating dessert every night if it makes you feel good. Um, I eat dessert every night. There was a very long time where I did not eat dessert because I was so afraid of anything that was, you know, processed and, you know, the typical dessert foods. Like, I I have, I've been really loving ice cream at the moment, but chocolate is always one that I have. Yeah, they're the two that I've been going on at the moment. Ice cream, especially boysenberry ice cream. Oh, chef's kiss. Or it's just like chocolate. Love. Because it makes me feel good. And I fully, truly feel satisfied after eating it. Normal eating can look like eating past, you know, comfortable fullness from time to time and not actually feeling guilty over it, okay? This is a normal behavior, okay? It is normal to feel full past the point of comfortable, okay? That's fine. That's fine. I think we've all experienced it from time to time, but it's nothing to feel guilty over. It's just like, okay, you know, I enjoyed my meal. Maybe I'm just a little bit uncomfortable right now, but the feeling's temporary, Okay, that doesn't mean I need to go and restrict tomorrow because that's not going to make me feel any better. All right. Normal eating can look like not eating a vegetable for a day. And you may be thinking, Emma, like, what? It's okay. You know, some days I don't go eating a vegetable because I simply don't want a vegetable that day. I'm too, I just, no, it just doesn't sound good to me. And that's okay, that's normal as well, all right? Normal eating could look like going back for seconds or thirds of something because you're not fully satisfied from the first serve you had. And again, that's okay, all right? Maybe you're more hungry today. Maybe the meal that you've created just really, you know, the serving. And again, this is why serving sizes, and if you're cooking accordingly to the serving size on a packet, you know, that's just a generalized serving size. That That's not taking into account you because you and everybody have unique individual energy needs. So it's completely fine if you feel like I need a second serve of this because the first one didn't fill me up. Go for it. Go for it, bestie. Do it. All right. It's actually honoring your cravings by eating the exact food you're craving, not what you think you should be eating. So if you're craving pizza, Going out and eating pizza, not what you think you should be eating instead. You know, the quote-unquote healthier alternative. Because you're not going to be truly satisfied. That craving is still going to be lingering around. It's not until you actually eat that pizza where that craving will subside and you'll feel satisfied. Period. It, you know, normal eating looks like eating regular versions of food because they taste the best, okay? I can guarantee you. Does protein chocolate actually taste better than real chocolate? All of that sort of stuff, okay? Usually, (laughs) I think, diet versions never taste the same as the real versions. And it's okay to eat the real versions, okay? Diet foods are a lot of crap. Mm Mm-mm. Disordered. Real versions taste the best. You know that. You know that, okay? So why, why are you going out and... Choosing to eat the healthier alternative, the protein fortified version, when you know that the real deal tastes the best and there's nothing wrong with eating the real deal because it's a normal eating behavior. Yeah. Normal eating can look like eating out, okay, regularly if you want. 
and ordering what you simply want off the menu without needing to choose the quote-unquote healthier option. So if you want to go out to an Italian restaurant, they've got an epic, epic pasta dish on the menu. Can't stop thinking about it. You're like, yep, I want that. Okay, you, you go and order it, okay? And you, you will feel satisfied. It's not going out to an Italian restaurant ordering their salad. Do they even have salads in Italian restaurants? I don't even know. But like, just because it's healthier, okay? But deep down, you're like, no, I want the epic pasta dish, okay? Bestie, go and order the epic pasta dish, okay? You're going to f- truly feel satisfied and you, 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 yeah, okay? That, that whole concept is normal. It's totally normal to go to a restaurant and order what the hell you want off the menu, all right? And lastly, because this list could go on for days and days and days, but we have to stop sometime soon, don't we? Lastly, normal eating is honouring your hunger regardless of the time or regardless if it's not your usual meal time. So again, letting go of those strict food rules, you know, having set times where we eat foods, okay? It's honouring your hunger when your body is telling you, hey, we're hungry, let's eat, okay? Even if it is like 10.30 and, you know, you're wanting lunch, okay? Your body is telling you, um, I need some food, okay? But in your head, you're like, no, it's not lunchtime. Lunchtime is 12.30, okay? The greatest thing you can do is honour your hunger in that moment, let go of time for a hot second, and just eat your lunch now, okay? That's normal. That's normal, okay? Maybe it's, you know, eating snacks at like, I don't know, nine o'clock at night. Or maybe it's eating breakfast, you know, really early. Maybe you wake up like super duper hungry and you're like, damn, I need to eat right now. But like, usually I don't eat breakfast until blah, 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 blah. But like, no, you've got to let go of that food rule, okay? Your body is saying, we need some food, okay? Look, go eat at five o'clock in the morning because, you know, your body is telling you we need food, okay? So all of those concepts concepts, excuse me, that I have just spoken about, okay, are normal in relation to food, okay, completely normal, okay, there's no reason to feel bad about them, okay, everybody does it, and, you know, if you're coming out of the other side of, like, a disordered eating, you know, relationship, or an unhealthy relationship with food and that sort of stuff, this is this is a way of eating we should all or you should be striving for, okay? Because, you know, as a child, this was normal. You, you know, this, this concept, you know, going to the table hungry and eating until you're satisfied, choosing the food you, you love and eating the amount that makes you feel good, you know, going out to a restaurant and ordering what you want, okay? I, I guarantee you, you, you did that as a child. Yeah, I know I did all of this as a child. I, I didn't think twice about any of this, okay? Completely, completely normal. So if it helps, like, just go back to that child. The child you, the inner child in relation to, you know, food and that sort of stuff and approaching food, okay? Just think back as to, you know, your relationship with food as a child and, you know, what was that like? How did you think? How did you act? How did you behave? What did you eat? How did you feel? To really help you grasp and just come back to normal eating because normal eating is essentially just eating. It's essentially where food is not on your mind. You just 
notice you're hungry? Okay, cool. Let's go eat. What am I feeling like? Am I, yeah, what will make me feel my best? Eating, sitting down, yum, 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 yum. Oh, awesome. Okay, feeling satisfied. Yum, 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 yum. Oh, crap, I'm finished, but I still want some more. Okay, cool. I'll go get some more. Eat, eat, eat. Okay, cool. I'm fully satisfied. Move on. Enjoy the rest of my day. Okay, normal eating. Okay guys, so that basically explains the differences between disordered eating and normal eating. And my main wish when you leave from today's episode is that you really have a clear idea and you really, you know, are able to differentiate between what is disordered eating and what is normal eating, okay? And being able to identify what is disordered and what is normal, okay? Maybe, you know, if you're not in the best place with your relationship with food and you're striving to have a healthy relationship with food oh my god my voice again (laughs) so you know I think the reason why my voice today is going is I ran a fun run this morning and I I think I went out too hard and all of a sudden like I keep like breathing I really weirdly and I keep coughing so that's probably why my voice is just like but anyways If you're not in the best uh, place with your relationship with food right now and you did take the time to audit yourself when I did discuss what disordered eating looks like and maybe you've identified like, oh, I'm still doing this. Oh, like I'm, you know, still partaking in this type of behavior. Okay. And you've really just opened your eyes to what normal eating really looks like. Okay. I wish that you, you know, go from this episode and start taking action towards embarking on normal eating practices okay and really starting to behave in those ways and that sort of stuff um because that that's the way that's the way of living that's the way of eating okay this is this is just eating okay because all of these behaviors you know these assorted eating behaviors that are becoming normalized now are are just not healthy it's not it's yeah yeah you know what i'm talking about okay so That is my main wish for you guys when you go away on your day after listening to this episode. But truly, thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for all the support on this podcast. It means the absolute world to me. If you enjoyed listening today, don't forget to screenshot and tag me on your stories. Um, You can tag the Instagram account, the Field of Five podcast Instagram account. It's just Field of Five podcast. Or you can tag my Instagram, Emma Clark underscore nutrition. So I can see it, so I can share it and that sort of stuff. Um, if you haven't already, go check it out. Give it a follow, both accounts as well. TikTok? Mm, uh, yeah, okay. So, short story. I don't even know. I don't know what's happening over at TikTok right now, but the community is growing at a rapid pace, and I am so grateful for that. Um, we're almost at like 13K at the moment, at a time of recording. Um, and yeah, so many new faces. And if you haven't had a chance to go check it out, please do. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of good vibes. It's similar concepts, if not the same concepts that I do talk about on this podcast, just over on TikTok with more visual, visual, um, media and that sort of stuff. So we're having a lot of fun over there and I, yeah, the community is buzzing right now. So Go check it out. Um, and yeah, if you do want an episode about calorie counting, um, like I did mention in the start, definitely let me know. Send me a message, DM, all of that sort of stuff. Um, and I'll I'll put that in the works for you guys. But other than that, I hope you have 
a wonderful rest of your day, night, evening, afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, just, yeah, I, I, I'm just so blessed. So happy that I did this episode for you guys. And yeah, I, I literally, I'm just bullshitting my way through the end of this episode. I, I think I should just leave, but thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys next week. Bye.